Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa, g'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah, whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's in. a great day. We've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Episode number 308 coming at you with myself, with OMD, the one-man dynamic, and with corporate Joe joining us for <laughs> a few moments, for about 15 moments. Before we get to you, Big Joe, I do have one quick thing that I have to do here. Jerry Winston Jarrett, an American businessman, professional wrestling promoter, and professional wrestler, along with his longtime business partner, Jerry Lawler, Jeff, or Jerry Jarrett, was a key figure in the history of professional wrestling in the Mid-South United States. Described as a wrestling genius, he was inducted into the National Wrestling Alliance Hall of Fame, class of 2009. Today... This episode is dedicated to the memory of Jerry Jared, who we received word passed away today at the age of 80 in Tennessee. Great stories for Jerry Jarrett. There definitely is out there, and I'm sure that with everyone at our local establishment, we will be able to get a bunch of those stories coming through basser thank you so much for coming by yes rest in peace jerry jarrett and noob thank you so much for coming in as well we are all doing very very good today. <coughs> joe is at work though so we do need to get into the topic that at hand for corporate joe he did choose this one out of the list that i had going for those of you that don't know there was a matchup that happened in New Japan Professional Wrestling, where we had Hikaleo taking on Switchblade Jay White. Yes, one of my favorites, Switchblade Jay White, with the implications of Jay White having to leave New Japan if he lost. And unfortunately, Hikaleo won. Joe, because you have very limited time, we're going to get to you, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. I would especially say, unfortunately, because I mean, both guys are great talents. Uh, Hikaleo is somebody who, in that Samoan dynasty, I think really goes um, underappreciated. You know, both guys would be great additions to any uh, wrestling company out there. I mean, he is a big guy and he's young um, and can move and do some stuff there. So I think, you know, he is valuable wherever he goes. But I mean, when we want to talk about Jay White. You know, there's a guy that when I initially saw him at first, I was like, I totally discounted him. It's just like, you know, some other, you know, some other Australian, some other white guy getting into New Japan pro wrestling. A cookie cutter. 
cookie cutter, absolutely, right? That's yeah. what he um, definitely felt like right off the hop. But then once he started to find his groove, and I think, you know, especially once he became a bad guy character, then you really saw him take it to another level. And I mean, some of his promo work, and I, I'm not just talking Japanese wrestling, I'm talking professional wrestling across the board. Uh, he is somebody that really makes you believe you know, yeah. that, 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 that he's embracing that character. He's not somebody that you see on social media mowing the lawn in the Speedo, hanging out with the boys, having, you know, having, having a, a little drink. Right? So, that, right? That, right? He embraces that character and doesn't fuck around, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Right? So, you know, he's somebody that, you know, regardless of where he ends up, but I, I really think that, and then this may blow some minds out there, WWE is, is the obvious landing spot for this guy. He's somebody that you 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 don't go to NXT. You you go right to that main roster, quote unquote, uh, very much like with 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 AJ Styles. Unfortunately, they missed the Real Rumble opportunity to debut. I think that would have been perfect, but obviously the timing didn't happen there. Just like I felt, you know, that um, Muda should have had a moment at the Rumble, especially considering that they're looking at putting him into the. Uh, Hall of Fame now. Uh, Rumors right. opportunity to put him in the Royal Rumble and had a moment there. I think that would be really cool. But I think you know Jay White in WWE is intriguing to me because I think that um, given the opportunity, he's somebody that uh, can make uh, Seth Rollins look like he's amateur hour. <laughs> I was just going to kind of mention that as well. I think that uh, Jay White can hang with absolutely any of the guys over there in the yeah. WWE OMD. What do you think about Jay White? Um, I actually haven't seen a lot of his work because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to New Japan Pro. I get an hour of it a week, um, but I have seen it. Love what he brings to the table. Um, I think if if he does go to the WWE, which as big corporate Joe mentioned, is the obvious choice. Yes, yes, Joe, there's a shout out to you, brother. Um, <laughs> then it's going to be intriguing to see what type of matchups they do and mm-hmm. do they push them? Do they like, and maybe this is where they drop the ball on Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, where Jay White has already had the interactions with those guys in AEW. Right. Um, and Jay White also has his has had his time in Impact, and let's not even forget um, Madison Square Garden a couple of years ago when New Japan Pro teamed up with Ring of Honor. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So I know now, a yeah. lot of people are going to say AEW for him. I just I, I just think it's way too crowded down there for him. You know, I, I, their, their roster has become more crowded than the WWE's roster at this point. Right. You know, you got you know you got guys like Karrion Cross. Uh, well, I mean that's on the WWE side of things. But um, we're starting to run into that territory where guys are getting frustrated and not being used again, right? So mm-hmm. it's the type of thing where, you know, regardless of where he lands, he's going to do well. But I just yeah. hope that he lands somewhere where he gets to make an impact, so to speak. Yes. Um, yes. So, but do, just don't put him somewhere and then just go, da, 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 da. we don't know what to do with this guy. You know, he's yeah. no, yeah. just bring him. If you're, if you're going to do something, be serious and use him. Otherwise, don't bother. Absolutely. And to your point, Joe, Carl and I were discussing this on Raw Watch along last night, which was the bloating of rosters. And, you know, you don't want Jay White to get lost in the shuffle in WWE or AEW. And I think both of them have overbloated rosters and too many guys not being used. 
And this is where, and I've said this, is impact is probably probably the ideal landing spot because he can go in, him and Josh Alexander for the impact world title. Yeah. Yep. See, this um, is where I wish Ring of Honor was still its own separate thing. Absolutely. Because that, that would be my next logical choice, right? Um, so just impact, I don't, I don't think it's a big enough platform to really do him justice. Um, you know, the only other thing I, I would say is if if he wants to just kind of go the um, the the different route and just kind of just tour across the Indies for a little while, you know, do like, like what's his name from uh, Japan? Uh, his name escapes me. Um, with Kenny Omega's partner. Uh, yes. What the hell? Okada? I can't think of his oh. name. Oh, no, no, not, not, no, not Okada. Um, you and I literally were talking about him the other day. <laughs> Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, what the hell is his name? I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. I got he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Ah, it, it's um, totally escaping me. But what I'm going to say is... Abushi, yes. yes. Do, do like Abushi yes. and, and just, just be a free agent for a while and then just hit up like all those major companies and then you know see what everybody's bringing to the table and, and make kind of a you know not a quick decision you know really kind of feel everybody out and then right. go from there where so. i do think impact does have is maybe not as big a platform and i will agree with you on that joe but they do have chris bay and ace austin who are bullet club so he could go there and then you elevate that and you can start bringing in more guys there. And Impact has had that working relationship with AEW as well. I know you've got the OC in WWE. So he could go and link up with those guys. Or does he want to now go and be Jay White as his own entity? Right. It's, it, it's, it's a very, very big thing. And at this point we just absolutely have no clue and idea as to what is going to be happening with switchblade Jay white. Again, I think that uh, the WWE route would be an absolute fantastic idea for him, but I can also see impact wrestling considering impact and new Japan are coming together for a somewhat of a super show type of yes. situation very shortly. So yes. we could very well see Jay White come over there and maybe this will allow for Jay White to possibly be part of New Japan US. Maybe yeah. this is maybe maybe he can, you know, maybe storyline something can come out where yes, I'm gone from New Japan just over in Japan, not here so, though, right? I'd like right. To, uh, you know, and I'd like to say NWA, but I mean they've kind of falling back into nobody cares territory right yeah. so it's like yeah ah you know the, the list of options is relatively short so i think where he lands will be one of the places that we mentioned Highly i think so, yeah. so yes yeah you know, so well we either uh, have another two weeks or whatever it is until revolution for aew right or another month and a half till wrestlemania yeah here's my 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 pitch what, what I most likely feel happening um, is if they do the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania, mm. that's where we see him pop up. Good idea. 
fantastic yeah. idea. Yes. I do occasionally think of fantastic of ideas. <laughs> yes, you <Occasionally>. do. <laughs> yes, uh, you do. Having, yeah, I think having, that's a great idea. Having said that, guys, uh, I do need to get going. A couple things before I leave. Uh, thanks for having me, even if it's only for a short period of time, uh, especially to be with you two guys. I mean, we're, I mean, distance wise, it's difficult, but to all three of us are due to hang out again at some point. Absolutely. I'm hoping at some point soon, now that CWE is doing regular shows in your area, the shameless plug for CWE. Love those guys who we'll always support them. This weekend. Um, I, you know, I would love to be there for that. Unfortunately, that, that can't happen but at some point. I definitely want to go see a show up there again and uh, maybe have some fun there. Maybe uh, do some things. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. We will maybe have Um, to recreate that, uh, you know, a couple of the photos that we had during my time when I got that that, that ceremony. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. And I'm also hoping uh, soon uh, before I go um, soon to be on uh, Paramindful uh, to talk some, uh, to talk some some skinwalker stuff because um, uh, I'm I'm quite knowledgeable about that particular phenomenon. I think it has some unique perspectives. I do feel that there are two separate phenomenon going on there at the same time. So I think a lot of people think it's all just enveloped into one, but I think that there are two separate uh, things that are clearly going on there. Um, okay. it's, but interesting. So uh, hopefully uh, I can get on there to talk about uh, some of that. So uh, again, again, thanks for having me, guys, and uh, I will see you hopefully sooner than later. Awesome. Pleasure to see you again, Joe. Miss you. Cheers, brother. Shane misses his uncle Joe. Take yeah. care, bro. Miss you. Miss you guys. See everybody later. Cheers. There we go. There was our little run-in from Corporate Joe. We do have to get to this here, though, Dan. You see Noob says, uh, I've seen a lot of people are pretty upset about the NWA. The main event scene is uh, laughingly <laughs> bad. The women's division felt lifeless or better yet soulless with addition of the NWA women's TV title. The roster is diminishing and some wrestlers are going to their respective companies. For example, Chelsea Green back to the uh, WWE and the Hex is back in Impact Wrestling. I wish independent talent would be in a better platform and better stage with a better audience like the WWE or AEW. Chad, thank you so much for popping in. I really appreciate you. Says R.I.P. Jerry Jarrett. Yes, definitely. Hope AEW doesn't go so low to bring that up tomorrow or Friday night. I hope not either. I hope that they respectfully do something considering Jeff is part of that roster. I hope that they are very respectful when it happens. Always, Joe, thank you so much for showing your support and for coming on even as quickly as you did. Let's go back to Noob's comment there for a moment here where he talks about the NWA and how it seemingly uh, just is is all around seeming to shit the bed again for some reason. I hate when this actually happens, but I do have to agree that, you know, I wish as well that independent talent would be in a better platform and a better stage with a better audience. The audience for professional wrestling at an independent level depends on all of you. You have to pay the money. You have to go to the events. You have to make sure that you are giving as much support as you can for those to become bigger 
and become a better platform. Not all of these companies have the type of money that, you know, the McMahons have or that the cons have, unfortunately. So they have to depend on us. That's right. And then you've got the NWA, which has never left the wrestling industry. It was, it's always been there. It was the precursor to everything. And then it was WCW held was the NWA title for a long time. Right. When TNA first formed, it was the NWA TNA heavyweight title. That's correct. Then it was brought back, what, five years ago by Billy Corgan and revived, but they needed a bigger venue than just continuously using center stage in Atlanta. Right. I know they did do the, was it, they did a pay-per-view in St. Louis. Yes, they did. But that was at just a uh, a hotel that was in like a conference room of a hotel. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, no. again, that wasn't huge. No, but, you know, and Noob brought up a very valid point. You know, you've had Chelsea Green, who after being oh, released, Chad. after being released from WWE a year and a half ago. Right. Went to back to impact. Yes. Went all over the Indies. She made appearances in GCW, I believe MLW as well. A little, I believe. Very, very little. You know, I mean, and yes, she went out, flashed herself to distract her husband's opponent. Right. Um, that was GCW. That was GCW? Yeah, I believe it was. So she went out, you know, and she did that. She showed but, her tatas to get the win for her man. But to you respectable. know respectable to triple h's credit he knew the talent that he had he probably didn't want to release 90 percent of the guy people that vince released right and a lot of these these people that vince had released were people that hunter had actually brought in as well which is kind of like almost like you know that stab in the back chad it was not just you. Gigi Dolan did leave a face print on that door last week. I don't know if that was imprint or if that was makeup that transferred. I don't know what, but something happened there and it definitely looked like it hurt. And yeah. yes, yes, Chad, you are right. Impact was filmed at Universal Orlando. It definitely was. Yes, yes. I miss the days of the Impact Zone. Right, but, me too. But that being said, it is now a Canadian company in Anthem Sports that owns it. Right. And Anthem Sports also bought Access TV in the States, so they now have the majority stake, and Mark Cuban is the minority partner. That's correct. So it's almost wondering why you don't get an impact zone in Canada. I know they go and they do, you know, they book six to eight weeks of shows that they tape over two weekends. Right. In a month so that, you know, their talent doesn't have to be on the road. I think the reason why is that the uh, the roster for Impact is not as uh, substantial as a lot of the other or the other two big companies. So to to have 
people to be able to be up in Canada all the time. There's a lot of logistics that are going to have to go around that, a lot of work visas and stuff like that. So I think that that's the only reason why right now, even though it is a Canadian company, essentially, there is a lot of talent that is American and not able to without those, uh, you know, standard work visas that come in. Chad, Brooke Hogan definitely was best for business. She was fantastic in the role she had in Impact. Yep, I agree. Noob saying there's a lot of talent, uh, talented independent wrestlers like uh, Natalie Markova would be a great star in the WWE or the AEW women's division. I agree with that. I definitely do. I think, unfortunately, the WWE and the AEW um, still don't know how to do things to a perfection with the women's division. Uh, the WWE definitely has has gone above and beyond uh, you know, in the last several years, trying to build that women's division, the AEW women's division, unfortunately, just seems like a joke right now. It doesn't seem like it really means or matters at this point. No. And I don't think that bringing in some independent talent to work these uh, these shows are is going to make that much of a difference until we actually hammer down what needs to be yeah. done especially in AEW. Absolutely. AEW, it's sort of been the Britt Baker, Jamie Hager, Soraya. Jamie Hater. Yep. uh, Soraya, Tony Storm, soap opera for the last two and a half months. And you don't see Athena. You don't see Chris Statlander. You don't get to see any of these other people come out and do what they do. Right, right. Even and I Nyla mean, Rose. Right. Where's Nyla Rose? I don't know. In, in a bathtub right now, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, well, then, and then on the other side of the coin with that, you've got like Jade Cargill. Yes. Who essentially is just going through jobber after jobber or sorry, enhancement talent after enhancement talent, whatever you want to call them as well, which is very, very unfortunate. Chad saying Vicky needs to return to the WWE and fight Rhea Ripley. Uh, She said, Dominic, uh, I am your real mammy. Right. And I mean. Vicky definitely should not be in a professional wrestling ring in a wrestler capacity. Vicky does great at what she does as being kind of that uh, manager mentor role. Uh, It's kind of that heel persona as well. I've met Vicky. Vicky is an absolute doll. Uh, One of the nicest people that I have actually met. Sorry, breaking kayfabe, but um, yes, you and me both actually. So I don't, I don't, I don't know that Vicky even wants to kind of return to the WWE. She really does have a good thing going right now when it comes to AEW. So I think that that's a a good fit for her. And I think it's good for the women's division over there for them to be able to learn from someone such as Vicky Guerrero, uh, who maybe had, had not been in the ring to wrestle 
but really does know a lot about the business itself and is very knowledgeable when it comes to it because of Eddie, because of, yeah, I'll even say Chris Benoit, because of Dean Malenko, because of all of these friends that were always around. She definitely has a great, great knowledge. Yes. So we're going to go to our next topic here. Our next topic, we talked about Switchblade Jay White and how he is done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. During this matchup, we actually saw Hikaleo grab Switchblade by the throat for a choke slam, to which Switchblade put up the two sweets. Hikaleo two sweeted him, choke slam, pin. And then Hikaleo two-sweeted him on the chest after the pin and the win. What does this mean now for the Bullet Club? Considering Switchblade Jay White was the leader of the Bullet Club, now the faction is once again leaderless. Or is it? Was this go ahead? Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. I was gonna say because had Hikaleo previously not left the Bullet Club to go join his brother Tamatonga, right? Who Jay White had previously betrayed. So, does this mean that it's now gonna go back to the GOD and Hikaleo altogether in the Bullet Club? Is it gonna be that? I'm going to even put this one out there. And I know things are different in Japan for how things go with the wrestling. Right. But we've seen this swerve time and again in a, whether it's, you know, and I'll go to a loser leaves raw match and they're gone for six weeks on an injury or a suspension and they're back. Right. Is this just another Jay White swerve? I mean, it definitely could be. Uh, there's no saying that it that it isn't or couldn't be. I think that it definitely could be. But I think the swerve is going to come in where it's going to be that he is part of New Japan United States as yes. opposed to being over in Japan. So that the U.S. side of New Japan has that star power that is there. Right. When it comes to the Bullet Club, the faction itself, I do not see this being a demise of the faction or of the group. Yes, I am a fan of the Bullet Club. As you can clearly see in the logo that I had done up and paid for, this is my logo now. Very, very reminiscent of the Bullet Club, and that is the reason why is Hikaleo the new leader of the Bullet Club? We're going to talk about that in just a moment after we come back from a brief commercial break to get our sponsors out to you. Oh, 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 
promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And I am Carl Carafel back with Turnbuckle <coughs> Talk with OMD, the one man dynamic. Yes, check out rogueenergy.com. Use the promo code OLEPODS for 10% off your order, not just one time, but every time. And color and elbow brand, I'm repping the hat as I always do for all of you. Check them out as well. My good friend Al Snow created this brand. You heard him in that clip. Yes, that was Al Snow doing that. He's got some amazing products over at collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code JKPODCAST and get 10% off your purchases over there as well. Now we look at Hikaleo. And this matchup that he had with Jay White, this matchup was a fantastic matchup. I loved it. I loved seeing it. I loved everything that happened within this matchup. But as I mentioned before, we noticed the two sweet happened between the two of them. And then after the pin, we see the two sweet on his chest. Could this be that transfer of leadership from Jay White now to the young upstart Hikaleo. What do you think, Dan? I I have yet to see the match, but from what you've described, it does sound like it. I mean, and Hikaleo is is he second or third generation? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not even going to attempt to make anything up because I know his dad was Haku. Yes, or Meng back in the WCW days. Um, So it could be because he is that young upstart and because he had left the Bullet Club before to go inside with his brother and the Gorillas of Destiny who were also former members of the Bullet Club. Right. I'm wondering though, because there are so many different split-off groups in the Bullet Club, you've got... The Bullet Club, you've got, um, who is it that our good friend Chase Owens is with? The General's Jewels or something like that? Uh, Chase Owens is the Crown Jewel. Yes. Yes. But no, then he was part of another He was with the Rogue General. The Rogue General, which was another split-off faction from within the Bullet Club. Kind of. I mean, they were just uh, they were just a tag team is all that it was. OK. Yeah. Okay. Again, see, again, I don't know enough about the Bullet Club. Um, and I will say that I personally, I think the Bullet Club was heavily inspired by the NWO. But I could see it. I could see it. But is it now going to be Hikaleo 
and his brother, Jess Hikaleo, and is he going to start? What's he going to do with it? Well, I, I don't think that we, we've never had, so we could very well have it, but we have never had where there has been like two leaders of the Bullet Club at the same time. I think right. that we're going to see, again, just one right. leader of the Bullet Club and not um, a, a group of people doing that leadership role. Um, I'm, I don't know who it is going to be yet, but I have a feeling that it is Hikaleo. Right. And I would be 100% okay with that as well. Right. Right. Something else that I'm okay with. We saw the return of a legend a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. And I didn't get the opportunity to talk about it. So I want to talk about it now. One of my all-time favorite professional wrestlers, Lita, made a return to help out none other than Becky Lynch during a matchup that happened. It was a steel cage matchup that was going on. We see Lita come back. There was speculation last night that Trish Stratus was going to be on raw as well. Is this just a one-off for Lita to get that cheap pop? Or do you think that we are going to be seeing something more with Lita down the line? I I think we are going to see something more with Lita down the line. I think you're going to see because she's had certain champions go out and say that she is a dream match of theirs. Right. She's had that history with Becky Lynch going back. Mm a year ago for the rivalry right. for the women's title. So now she's coming back. Yes, we all heard the rumors that Trish was supposed to be on Raw. I've also heard that when Trish does come back and she was only missed it because of Dakota Kai's injury. Okay. It will be a lengthy program. Interesting. So are you going to set up and see a drawn out six woman tag or do you get Becky versus Bailey one more time with Trish and Lita challenging Dakota and EO that that's an interesting way to look at it and go about it i think that that um, would be a very cool thing to see uh, we do know that, you know, Dakota Kai and Io Sky, Io Shirai, whatever you want to call her, um, definitely are a good tag team and work together very well. But so did Lita and Trish. Could this be something that we will see at WrestleMania? As you know, this weekend, we're going to be coming up towards the Elimination Chamber. Could this buildup go to WrestleMania? Could Trish make an appearance at the chamber, considering Trish does live just not that far away, still in like the Toronto, Ontario area? 
It's not Toronto that she lives in, but she's in the area, which really isn't that far away from Montreal. So could we possibly see Trish showing up at the Elimination Chamber now to set up some type of program? And I think that that would be a really good program to be able to have is Trish and Lita taking on EO, Sky, and Dakota Kai. Yes. But I would be okay with a six woman as well. That's just me. Yeah, I'm... As much as I loved the initial concept of damage control... Right. We discussed this again last night on the Raw Watch Long. It's Bailey's wanting to help and elevate all this younger talent. And she's taking a backseat on her own career. Okay. She hasn't really done anything to elevate Dakota and EO. True. And now damage control is just sort of lost in the weeds and they they just get TV time because it's Bailey and they're the women's tag team champions. And how absolutely sad is that they are the women's tag team champions and they are getting the drizzling shits. Yep. And I mean, I hate to say it because I don't agree with it, but I'm starting to understand why Sasha and Naomi walked out. Right. Unfortunately, I'm understanding a little bit more and more as well. Um, I kind of understood. I definitely understood when they both left, um, you know, and, and the reasons why they did and their personal feelings towards the situation. I definitely know I've been in the business. I've been in the ring. I've been behind the scenes. I've been promoter. I've been booker. I've done all of this stuff. So I totally get it and understand. I've been there. I've been on the end of like Sasha and Naomi. I've been on that side of the coin and I've been on the side of the coin of the company itself as well. Yeah. But I think this would be very, very cool for uh, the team. The yes. tag team I mean, champions. No matter which way we go about it, whether it is the six-woman tag match or if it is just a tag match, yes. which now that I think about it is more preferable to me. Yes, it's, it's a huge rub for Dakota and EO. Oh, yeah. But it's the question is, is WWE then going to pull the trigger on saying we've got these two hall of famers back. Should we give them a run with the belts? Hmm. Sure. Why not? If we're going to, if we're going to keep them around for a long term, let's do that. Let's take the straps off of those two and put it on to the legends. This way, that feud can continue to build Dakota Kai and Io Sky all the way up to being at the level. They will never be at the same level. I know that. I'm just speaking metaphorically at the level of Trish and Lita to finally regain those championships because they have become the better team And that could be a good way to build that team and maybe put a little bit more of a beautiful gold 
luster dust on those championships to make them shine like a diamond once again. Yes, I will say this. I do believe EO has the ability to reach the levels that Lita did. Very possible. Um, I think there's a lot of work and a lot of time before that happens. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But where, I mean, Lita was with the Hardys and she, even though she had her time coming up on the Indies and through ECW, but she had Team Extreme. So she was working with and sleeping with Matt Hardy. Right. Um, You know, so you do have that. And then you get, you know, you've got now Trish and Lita. If they are back for a lengthy run, I'm going to pose this one. Sure. Because we also saw at the end of last year, Charlotte Flair return on SmackDown and dethrone Ronda. Right. We also know that Charlotte is, or Ronda is now going to maybe pursue the women's tag team titles. What right. about Trish? At what about doing this program with damage control early? And like you said, maybe starting at on Saturday at the elimination chamber. Okay. Culminating with Trish and Lita versus Ronda and Shayna at WrestleMania. I will sum that up very nicely. Fuck Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I don't want to do. see that. I don't want to no. see Ronda Rousey on my television screen when it comes to professional wrestling anymore. No, I'm done with it. She can take her ball and cry and go home and go online and talk about how pro wrestling is fake as much as she damn well wants to. And I won't bat an eye or lose a wink of sleep over it because I think that she's overrated and is I'm just done, done yeah. with her noob. I do. I do want to touch on this super quick while the comment is up there. Um, noob, in your opinion, Sky, EO Sky will be a bigger deal outside of damage control. I could not agree more. I think that at some point this group needs to split so that the three competitors can then go and uh, shine and, and, and be able to show us what they can do. And I know that Eosky definitely will be one of those that uh, makes a, a huge splash in the water and is a bigger deal outside yeah. of just being used in a tag team situation. Well, I mean, EO Sky was out of those three the longest reigning NXT champion. Yes. Now, Dakota never held the NXT women's title. Um, That's true. She, she was a part of the first NXT women's tag team champions. Yes. And they need to let her find that again. Let her okay. find the Dakota Kai that kicked Raquel Rodriguez head off. Right. It's another waste. Let her find the Dakota Kai that kicked Tegan Knox's head off. I miss Tegan. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think we definitely need to uh, need to allow that and have that come full force through. We don't have a lot of time left. We got 15 minutes. We have two more topics to talk about here. So we're going to get into this one and it's just going to be very, very quick. We're going to kind of brief go over this and then I want uh, just a little bit from you after we're done this. So the Elimination Chamber is coming up this weekend. This Saturday will be the Elimination Chamber, a premium live event from the WWE. Noob, I will put this up super quick and, uh, uh, you know, I, I will 100% agree with your sentiments here. It says that he hates Ronda Rousey. She needs to get off of TV because she's just exposing the wrestling business by doing live streams on YouTube. I think you were absolutely correct. She needs to just go. I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey. I never have been since she came in. Speaking of that, I'm going to drop it because if I don't, I'm going to go off on a huge tangent that'll take another 15 minutes. The Elimination Chamber coming up, happening in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I'm going to go through the list here super quick. Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship. We're looking Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Montez Ford. Quickly, who do you think is taking this? I'm going to go out with a surprise, and I'm going to actually go Johnny Wrestling. Good choice. Good choice. I think Austin Theory is going to retain that championship. We're going to go Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. Or the Elimination Match for a Raw Women's Championship matchup at WrestleMania 39. Lots lots in there. We're looking Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Who's your pick? I am going to go with Oscar. Okay. I am going to say, and as much as I don't want to, I think they're going to give the push to Carmella. Oh, I, I, I can definitely see it. Singles match for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, the champion, taking on Sami Zayn. Who do you have? I'm taking Sami by DQ, so Roman keeps the belt. Okay. At some way or another, Roman Reigns is keeping that championship in my mind as well. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar just in a singles matchup. Who's winning? Brock. I'm going Bobby. And we are getting a mixed tag team match. We are going to be getting Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on the Judgment Day, which is going to be Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley, who will have at ringside Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Who you got in this one? Judgment Day. I'm going Edge and Beth with this one. Yep, I... I... I could see it, but I'm going to take take the numbers game on that one. Okay. I think I think it definitely could happen that way with a numbers game as well. Noob, thank you for putting your predictions in here as well. I appreciate that. So he's saying that Austin Theory is going to retain. Asuka is going to win because of the new character that has piqued everyone's interest. Roman is going to win via disqualification. Bobby Lashley will be winning. And if it shows up here who he thinks between uh, 
Edge and, and Beth versus the Judgment Day. I will put that one up on the screen as well. We got about 10 minutes left here. I do want to get to the final topic, but before we do, see the shirt I'm wearing here right now? F the Remsburg. Yeah, if you dislike Bryce Remsburg as much as I do, you know where you can find it? Right freaking here. The official. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns, and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And anything that you purchase over there, yes, does help support myself and the Turnbuckle Studios channel. So anything is appreciative. Noob did put his pick up there. Uh, Rhea and Finn are winning because we're not seeing Rhea Ripley going to WrestleMania 39 week. Good point. We have a very big discussion to happen here right now. Boo-hoo, Marks. Boo-freaking-hoo. We're going to talk about Rey Mysterio and the recent issue i guess that happened that was caught on film put out there onto tiktok and has definitely gone viral i know that there is a huge mixed review when it comes to the situation that happened let me break it down for you real quick Rey Mysterio, unmasked in an airport is just trying to live his freaking life when People are coming up to him. Fans, I guess, per se, are coming up to him with boards filled with Funko Pops, wrestling cards, photos, all of this different shit all over the place and expecting Rey Mysterio just to sign all of them. Boo hoo, because Rey Mysterio said no. This is a WWE superstar who does have some things that he needs to follow when it comes to what he does with the company and, you know, merchandise and autographs and stuff like that. There are a few stipulations that are in there. If you are looking to get multiple things autographed, go to an autograph session. A number of these items, especially like those Funko Pops. I'm a Funko Pop uh, collector in person myself. I love my Funko Pops. This person wanted Rey Mysterio to autograph like six or, or ten of these Funko Pops. And you know what's going to happen with them? Freaking Amazon and eBay is exactly where yeah. they are going to go. Do you think that Rey Mysterio was in the wrong 
by saying no to signing these quote unquote fans multiple items. Absolutely not. As you said, he's got the protocols. He stated to them, I have to clear this with the company first. What these fans need to realize is that as much as they are entertainers and they are out there to put on a show for us, they are people first. Right. They have to make their plane to get to their next show or they have to, you know, have their lunch to get back on the highway. You know, I've had the privilege of having even just independent talents when I worked at Tim Hortons come in. Right. And it, you know, I didn't bug them. It took me a minute to realize who it was. I just saw four guys walk in. And I mean, you've seen the autographs because it was Jimmy Jacobs, Vincent, uh, TK O'Ryan, and Juventud Guerrera. Yes. They walked into my Tim Hortons. It took me a minute, like I said, to realize who it was until I saw Jimmy Jacobs painted nails. Right. Because they had just done a show here the night before that I had familial obligations that preceded it. Yes. And I thought, who are these dirtbags coming into my store? And then it just, <laughs> it clicked. And I was just like, holy shit. Uh, so, you right. know, I politely took a piece of paper and went out and asked them. Of course. But it was just one thing. It wasn't as if you were going over going, oh my God, I need you to sign. Here's, here's a, here's a, you know, a Sharpie. I need you to sign these 10 things. Oh, can you sign these 10 things? No, no. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to call out another example. And this was a few years ago. You and I had gone for a concert in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there because there was mix ups and issues with our room for the, for the concert. So we're stuck sitting in the lobby having a free cup of coffee when the lead singer of Five Finger Death Punch walks by and says, hey, fellas, how you doing? Right. You know, and we stood there awestruck. And granted, as, as we were told, we did the Canadian thing and didn't bother to press for an <laughs> autograph, but we got that interaction with them. Oh, very much so. Right. And sometimes that goes a lot further than uh you know anything i'm i'm gonna use you know like (sighs) stories that have happened to me personally so for myself if i am out if i'm out with my family or if i'm out and and i'm traveling trying to get somewhere i have had times where people have recognized me shockingly enough to myself because i never uh, thought that i was that big of a personality right Right. Uh, but i've had people recognize me went out with my family and i've had those situations where people have come over and been like oh my god it's carl carafel oh my god you know like can we get a picture and i've i've had to politely tell them like listen like i'm sitting here i'm having my supper i've got my kids here with me i need you just to just to you know chill if you see that i'm finished my my dinner and you see that I'm sitting there having a cup of coffee after dinner because, yes, that's what I do. I have a cup of coffee after dinner when I'm out at a restaurant. Then respectfully come over and just say, you know, 
hello, Mr. Carafel, or hello, Carl Carafel. It's nice to see. It's nice to meet you. Something like that is going to go a whole lot further yep. than coming over all crazed. And I, I, I get it. I get that there are people that are going to be crazed no matter what. I have almost been in those situations, yep. but I have reserved myself. <laughs> I definitely yep. have. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, that's that's the only thing that you have to do. So all, all of these people that are out there talking about how Rey Mysterio is in the wrong because he didn't autograph all of this stuff for these people, please give your fucking head a shake. Yes, I've, I've sworn a little bit more than I usually do on this show, and I apologize for that. But this really irks me when you're going to try to sit there and tell me that just because it is Rey Mysterio or just because they are celebrity that they are, you know, now have to do this. They have to do whatever you were asking yeah. them to do is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. As OMD said, they are a person first. Yeah. I'm going to give you another example. And this was something that happened to me is a number of years ago, I was living down South very briefly in Toronto area. And I was out having lunch at a bar with my roommate and a couple of friends. And this guy walks in, hair pulled back in a ponytail, and everybody who's in there just flocked to him. And we're sitting there like, it's just a guy. Like, what is the big deal? Well, this right. guy comes over to our table, completely out of the blue, and says... Hey guys, well, why weren't you a part of the mob? It's like, dude, you're just another guy out to have lunch, maybe have a beer. He bought a jug, sat down with us and introduced himself and said, hi, my name is Saul Hodson. Oh, nice. See? So for those of you that don't know who Saul Hodson is, he goes by the name Slash. Right. Like that's, that's all it takes. All it takes is just to be respectful with someone and especially with someone who is a celebrity, yes. right? That's all you need. Just, just be respectful people. Yeah. I mean, you and I have been to autograph sessions and photo sessions and all of that. Oh yeah. And they're right down to earth. Yes, they are. They're human beings. They have, you know, they deal with mental health issues. They deal with anxiety, depression. It's probably harder on them being on the road for two to 250 to 300 days a year. And not being able to be home with their wives or their kids all the time. Right. No, it's very true. It's very, very true. OMD, thank you so much for coming on and being on here with me today. This was an absolute pleasure to have you on with me. I know that we have done things in the past before, but this has been fan-freaking-tastic. I want everybody to take a look at the ticker down below. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is where you can go to follow myself on the different socials, whether it is for Turnbuckle Talk, Turnbuckle Studios, or my personal Twitter is there as well. Go and check that out. 
I want to give a huge shout out because Turnbuckle Talk has now gone international as we are over in the UK. Thanks to RealWrestling.net, as you see right below me in the graphic and in the ticker, RealWrestling.net, news and views by real fans. Uh, that's me. Thank you well, so much again, everybody. CarlCarafel.redbubble.com is where you can pick up all the merch from Turnbuckle Studios. And thank you to the non-sponsored Dr. Pepper for always quenching my thirst and being there for me when I need a cold one. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>